Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way podcast. podcast. Hello, Moican Nation. How's everybody doing? This is uh, MOW Podcast number 95. How do you like that? 95, guys. We're five shows away from our 100th show. We're, we're five, what, what, five shows away, you said? Five shows away. This is 95. So we're, we're five, five shows, shows away. away from vacation. Yes. <laughs> and speaking right. of that, that means we're only 37 days away. Yeah. At the time of this recording, by the time the show comes out, it'll be a lot shorter, but... Right now, while we're recording, 37 days, guys. We're in the 30s. How do you like that? That's about and time. Counting. I've had enough of these 40s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah these 40s, man. Pretty yeah. pain in the butt, dude. Yeah. It's anyway. Things start hurting. Doctor visits us. Yep. How about that? Welcome back. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. Good, good to be back. Good to be back in my seat. Eli, I got to commend you. I listened to the last show, man. You did a great job hosting, <laughs> dude. You did a great job. Uh, big shoes to fill, so I was just trying to make sure I had big feet I'm sure, they, I'm sure you're equipped to that, fill those big shoes that show was posted for all of one day before the Moicans were like yeah Eli hosted Lee for host yeah, Lee for yeah. Host. <laughs> say that like, yeah now they're calling for it's Lee like, say, can, do, do y'all all want to see Kevin homeless on the side of a street corner <laughs> with a sign that said we'll host for food <laughs> we like Kevin hosting what's wrong with Kevin let Kevin have his job it's nice to, to take turns here and there when Kevin's out but Man, take some time before you, you start <laughs> demanding that pe- people sit in Kevin's seat. Kevin likes his seat. Try to divide it. It's taking a while to break that seat in. But yeah, it, I know, yeah. I finally got it cushioned up, man. Yeah. It's, it's good, you know. It's, it's, it's form-fitting to, to your rear my, end. My butt, buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of hurt because it was such a, a, a movement and stuff, and then, like, I did it, and so they like, get bam, that dude off. Get that bam, bum bam, off. Thank you, man. It's like I'm so when you're used. Next. It's like when you're trying to get that girl, man, get, you know, get her into bed, and then mm-hmm. you finally do, and it's like you don't call her anymore. <laughs> and then she's like, why don't you call me anymore? <laughs> like, I thought we had a good, I thought we had something. Yeah. Well, where's the no, no, baby. No, 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 uh, no, no, baby. We done. <laughs> where's done. the call for Eli to host again? No, no you, don't even, you don't get a repeat performance. It's on to the next guy. I was like, yeah. did I do that bad? Or, you know, I, I thought I, I thought I'd try to. Oh, with him? Let him have his hosting afterglow, guys. Let him have his hosting afterglow. That's all right, man. I'm, you know. After Lee hosts the show, they'll be asking for Lisa Monday to host next. We ain't going to (laughs) nobody. Oh, man. Why aren't they asking for Danny to host, man? Oh, they've heard me host. (laughs) I've I've got no complaints on that. You had had a call in at one point. Yeah. I think we all do fine hosting. We do fine hosting. I'm just saying that that one of us uh, does it really, really well and that we like the person who is hosting it. We'd like to keep Kevin in this chair as long as we can. Yeah. There you go. But guys, I guess we should tell the nation who we are, man. Uh, well, my name is Kevin. And I am Danny. <laughs> and I'm retired host Eli. <laughs> and apparently I'm upcoming host Lee. <laughs> You're host, on deck. <laughs> host elect. There you go. <laughs> And that's Keith who was asking for that. If I'm Keith, I'm like, no, man. If next time Kevin's out, call me. I'd like to host again. Well, he has his own show to deal with, man. He's got the Navigators. Navigators. Yeah, but he's not hosting it. Oh, he's not? What is he doing? He's I just mean, one of the guys? He's just one of the guys. It's like, there's like five of them, right? That's like eight. There's yeah. a bu- they rotate a bunch of them. I think they yeah, rotate like a the, lot. They rotate the Brady, they're like the Brady Bunch of podca- podcasting. <laughs> Brady Bunch of podcasting? Yeah. No, it's not. But I mean, look, hey, it's a good show, and y'all should listen to the show. A lot of good people over there, especially Fish, Sean, Moon, and Keith. Uh, we highly recommend them. I'm just saying, 
let Kevin host. <laughs> yeah, no more, no more division. Can we start hashtag Kevin's hosting matters? Hosting <laughs> matters. Yeah, Eddie lives matters. Cricket lives matters. Kevin you know, hosting lives matters. It is okay. a lot of lot of lives matters. All right, guys, let's go ahead and take care of some business up front, because up front's where I like it. <laughs> All right, guys, the Magic Our Way podcast is a New Orleans-based Disney fan podcast. We are artistic buffs talking Disney stuff. We encourage the Mohican Nation to be creative with us and let your inner artist come alive. Find everything related to the Magic Our Way podcast from social media links to merchandise at www.magicourway.com. If you want to get in touch with us, guys, you can leave us a voicemail or text us. At this number, 1-815-MOWEEKEN. That's 1-815-MOWEEKEN. 669-4226. So guys, we want you to be creative with us, man. We're looking for some uh, show IDs, dude. If you want to record a little something-something to kind of uh, uh, let everybody know what show we're doing, they can do something simple like, hey, this is blah, blah, blah from blah, 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 and you're listening to the Magic Rally Podcast, man. Go ahead and send that in. You could do it through our speak pipe. You can do it through our voicemail number, which we just mentioned. Uh, or you can just record it yourself and email it in, man. It doesn't really matter. But we'd love to hear from the Disney fan community. All right, guys. So today on Magic Our Way Podcast number 95, we're going to be talking about a few things. We got some cute topics to talk about. You know, we got some things in the news. We got a bunch of guest services things. So things that you, the listener, have sent into the Magic Rory podcast. We want to make sure we address those. All right. And for our topic today, guys, we are talking about the quest for the best and the quest for the best of the Magic Kingdom monorail resorts. Guys, we're going to compare and contrast those three resorts, the Grand Floridian, the Contemporary, and the Polynesian Village Resort to see if there's one that reigns supreme on that little monorail loop. So, guys, enough of that jibber-jabber. Let's go make some magic. All right, we got a couple of things here on the queue that we want to discuss. Uh, first thing deals with the Pirates of the Caribbean, guys. It just reopened from its little lengthy refurbishment through the summer and whatnot. Um, so I wanted to discuss, uh, there's an article from Theme Park Tourists. So I want to discuss uh, these four crucial changes that you'll notice the next time, actually, the next time we go down there, we'll get to see these changes and uh, see what kind of enhancements they've done to this attraction. So I just kind of want to go through this and see what everybody else's thoughts are. I know there's one thing of these crucial changes that I kind of want to talk about because, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll save it for when I get there. But anyway, the first thing they got they list is everyone gets a new outfit. All right. So, yeah. Okay. Some of the outfits, I can see that. We're kind of getting a little dusty, a little old, you know. Mm-hmm. It's the water ride, so stuff's going to happen. Yeah. You know, so you're going to get uh, new outfits, clothing with vi- more vibrant colors and whatnot, you know. I guess that's to be expected, right? It should, but that should take all of about a day to do. Right. <laughs> I know one of the things they said they're going to do is Barbosa on the ship is going to have his outfit from On Stranger Tides instead of like the generic uh, outfit that almost looks like the one that was the pirate previous pirate was wearing yeah you know he's not wearing bar clothes so he has his own outfit mm-hmm. uh jack is going to remain the same everybody else some of the main characters like the auctioneer and stuff are going to have i guess a little more detail in outfits more, more vibrant of an outfit color kind of a thing mm-hmm. so it can make it look fresh you know so that's one of the changes that they did for that. okay so okay that's to be expected right uh the second one they list is lighting changes okay you know we know it's uh, uh with disney was big into the presentation and uh, theater, movies, everything else. So, 
you know, with advancements in theater lighting and everything else, you know, they have the technology now to do different things. Mm-hmm. So they can shadow light, you know, right. put focus into different places because of the new lights. Maybe new light shows with lasers and stuff and everything. Who knows? I don't know if it's lasers and stuff. I'm just kind of guesstimating here based on what I, I know from like the theater world and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, that's to be expected, you know. Yeah, it's sure. probably still running on... Uh, uh, it probably still has some of the older lighting, Leco stuff, light stuff from old theaters, and so just kind of freshen up a bit. All right, so that makes sense, right? It'll yes. make the new outfits look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third thing is, is the one I want, kind of want to talk about, and it's the softer drop. Softer and, drop? Yeah, softer drop. Uh, let me read this, uh, and I'm going to quote it straight from the article. It says, one of the biggest guest complaints about the Magic Kingdom's version of the Pirates of the Caribbean is the jarring drop that appears near the beginning of the ride that shocks guests with a sudden stop at the base of a gentle slide. Though it isn't a large drop, some guests have found the stop at the bottom to be just a little bit too intense to be comfortable, reporting that this effect takes them out of what was otherwise a pleasant and gentle dark ride. Are you serious? (laughs) That's what I thought. It's like, I don't remember it being that insane that it took me out of it there's no way anybody ever said this <laughs> i mean i don't I, I just i didn't think it was that bad do y'all remember that drop I, no you know, i just no i remember getting I, wet I know the drop and yeah. I, I remember getting a little wet and then uh, oh like right where you go and you yes. get into the yeah. war part right yeah actually yeah. i, I want to say the one in disneyland is steeper actually there's it's, two of them yeah, yeah it, it's more of a drop in disneyland than than what that one is no yeah no. that's that's not that's not bad i mean like if you're gonna go on rides like the you know like the yeti ride and yeah. you know all these other like that's a bigger drop just if you don't like roller coasters i guess they'll guard it but i mean that's that's nothing it wasn't that i mean it's an old uh, from what i remember because i used to look back when after we do the drop to see how things work because that's, that's how I, I was but basically you know the boat's on wheels you know yes. to take any magic so when you get to the drop the water doesn't take you down the drop the wheels engage because the track kind of lifts and then you're basically on a little roller coaster okay. and mm-hmm. that stop was you hitting the water. Yes. It's yeah. Like, it's kind of like natural brakes like they did in the Matterhorn in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have the hydraulic brakes for the roller coaster, but he splashed them through water to slow the coaster down before he went back to the station. Mm-hmm. So I didn't find it that jarring to me. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm forgetting things, but no, I don't remember it ever no. being like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's like, that's like saying, you know what I don't like about flying is the part where the plane actually takes off and then I feel that, that sense of, yeah. I'm, you know, in the air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like the part where the plane lands because I get to hear the wheel screech. I yeah. never, I don't remember ever splashing down thinking to myself, well, I'm completely out of the realm of pirates now. I'm, right. I'm, I totally don't buy that I'm in an underground cavern right. full right. of pirates. Right. No. You've been on the ride too long <laughs> if you're thinking, you know, yeah. that that's knocking you out of the ride. <laughs> I don't know who wrote this, but there's no way that this no. is real. No. But I mean, it's like, even if. It, you hit that little stop. I mean, you hear the cannons, and it's like, I'm not. I'm still in the pirates. You know, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of hits me in the face, and then I always dug it when the boat behind me drops, and I get that little wave kind of <laughs> yeah. thing pushing me forward, launching me faster, and I was like, yeah, yeah let's go, let's go. But uh, yeah, this is a funny. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what happened on the drop one day. I had my camcorder. Mm-hmm. It was big, bulky camcorders, you know, back from the '90s and stuff, and it had like big <laughs> batteries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, and I hit. I was trying to change it for some stupid reason, and I forgot about the drop was coming up because I wanted to film 
And, you know, I hit the drop and I dropped my battery in the Pirates of Caribbean. Mm. You dropped yeah. it in the water? I dropped it in the water. Yeah, I hit, we hit the water and I went, oops. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, dang it. That's it, huh? Maybe that's why I had to go in a refurb. The battery Our, finally caused some damage. Well, first you mess up the Skyway and then you shut down uh, Pirates and take away our, our nice rough drop with the more smooth one. Yeah, Thanks, it's, it's, it's all my fault, guys. It's all, it's all, uh, so I don't know what else I did. Shocking people and stuff. You know? <laughs> There's a ton of things, little Kevin probably did. I don't know. Let me guess. When you were in Alien Encounter, you're like, this is scary! <laughs> and then messed it up, and now we have Stitch's Great Escape. Actually, I didn't do that. <laughs> I love Alien Encounter. Okay. I okay. love Alien Encounter. Yeah, that was scary. That's a lot better than spelling hot dog barf or whatever that. <laughs> now, Horizons, man, I don't know. I don't know what I did to do Horizons. Maybe I pressed all the buttons at once. Maybe that was it, to choose did, the ending. Did you go on 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and like, Mommy, Daddy, the fumes are making me dizzy. And someone no, I didn't do that. No? If okay. anything, I caused the dizzy fumes. Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> Closed container. I mean, you know. I'm, I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> I'm a little kid. I'm like, I wonder what I'd do if I farted. What would happen? <laughs> Old people are passing out. They, they, like, Dutch oven. Because, <laughs> you know, when I was little, I was like, oh, we're underwater. So nobody can really open a hatch and air out. <laughs> Undersea, no one can trap. That's right. No one can hear you. And no one can smell your. Well, everyone can smell your. Yeah. But yeah. But anyway. All right. So that's that one. That's, I had. I had a little issue with that third one. But here's the last one to have. Uh-huh. It says smoother animatronics. Were people complaining about the smoothness of the animatronics as well? No, I was just saying. Uh, what is they still? Well, it still had the old animatronics. So I guess they uh-huh. used a little bit of updated technology to make it slightly smoother. Okay. I mean, no, I guess it's, it's okay. That's fine. I, c- I could see Walt wanting to do that since he's got the technology. Yeah, upgrade. I could almost see Walt say, "Hey, just change all the freaking animatronics. Let's just put it. real people in there. That's right. Let's oh, put yeah, real people, man. Let's put real people. Did they pirates spanking the women? Yeah, stuff, <laughs> you know? they as well. I mean, you know, if you if you need more. Then what you already got, put real people in there. Then yeah. they can jump off the boat while you do the small, you know, the soft drop. Yeah, jump mm-hmm. in the water, scare the crap out of you. <laughs> By Boo. that, boo, boo. <laughs> Let's use real ammunition while we're at it. Oh, you mercy know? me! Why not? How cool would that be? Man, you worried about the soft drop? How about a cannonball flying over your head? As <laughs> long as it was smooth, that'd be fine. <laughs> there, there go Eli with that death thing again. There you go. That's why I retired. That's why you've retired. So, uh, but we could. I love to hear your opinions on a new Pirates of the Caribbean, and if you were uh, had a chance to write it since the, it reopened, uh, let us know. But if not, man, you're going to hear our report of it come November. For I know who wrote show. it already. Who's Fish that? Sean Wu. He did. He did write it. Oh well, Fish Chief Wu. We need to hear your thoughts on the revamped Pirates of the Caribbean. Word. Now you follow him on Twitter. He he said a couple things about it. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. Oh, well, follow him on Twitter then. <laughs> <laughs> Fish at, at Fish Sean Wu on Twitter. Yeah. He's all over the Disney fan verse. The call about that navigator so like, what are you talking about? Soft drop. What are you talking about? Animatronics. It was mean? smooth. Yeah, brother. it was just craziest. It was like butter, baby. <laughs> Coming at you from that classic smooth drop. <laughs> <laughs> from that old animatronic attraction. With the smoother animatronics. <laughs> and the smoother drop. All right, so guys, we want to hear your thoughts on the new Pirates of Caribbean, man. So let us know. Email us, text us, whatever. Uh, and Chief Wu, you want to come on? Let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. On the travel side of things, uh, you may have already heard about this, but just in case, uh, the new spring discount has been released for Disney. Uh, play, stay, and dine. Um, so basically, there's a few different packages, a few different ways you can do it, but... Um, you need a book between now and December 23rd and travel between December 13th 
through 19th or January 3rd through March 7th of 2016. So, um, so you also need to travel between December 13th through 19th, 2015 or January 2nd through 7th, January 2nd through March 7th, 2016. Uh, it's a very, there's a few different discounts, but basically uh, you can get um, a little discount on the room, a little discount on the dining. Uh, it's not free dining, but it's uh, definitely, you know, saves you a little money if you want to include the dining in your package. So the time to book is now. Like anything else, rooms are limited. So if you want that certain resort, you want that moderate resort, that deluxe resort, you want Port Orleans Riverside, you want that Royal Room, you want that Polynesian, whatever you want, now is the time to book it before the rooms sell out. So uh, we'll give you some contact information at the end of the show if you want to contact me and we'll get you booked. You want your package to fit in the budget. Mm-hmm. All the time. All the time. This definitely makes it easier to fit in the budget. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the KY of budgeting yeah you want to make it fit in your budget you, you want to get in that pile of these you know what to do every you know vacation planning is better with some shaft music in the background <laughs> you damn right shut your mouth i'm just talking about shaft <laughs> <laughs> i'm just talking about travel who is the man <laughs> budget who's gonna book your vacation to disney world please who is the man that's going to race with the wind in his hand? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the man that's got two hands firmly on your budget? <laughs> <laughs> you damn right. <laughs> Who is the man that paid off his brother man? <laughs> <laughs> Who is the man going to take a dive and go in the sea? <laughs> that leaves one bad boy. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Eat a dull whip. <laughs> Alright, I'm sorry. I just, oh, that's right, yeah. No, everything's better with music. Everything's better with yes. shots in the background, yeah. man. Oh, so. it is. It really is. So guys, book it, man. A friend like Lee Travel. Magical Moments Vacation. Earmark, guys. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. Guest services, ladies and gentlemen. Here's where we service you, the listener. Gently. Gently. Mm. And smoothly, much like the animatronics in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. So, guys, we're going to lead off with Lee's little shout-out to somebody. A Lee fan. A Cully Lee fan. What you got, Lee? Hey, just a quick shout-out to Amber Stewart, who is planning a Disney honeymoon. So congratulations to you. Um, she had wrote in and asked for a quote for her Disney moon. And uh, so it's on, the way, it's on the way. You should have it by now. And hopefully, by the time this episode airs, you'll be booked. So uh, congratulations. Is she a yeah, she's Yeah, uh, she specifically said that she listens to the Magic Our Way podcast. Awesome. And would like a quote for her honeymoon. Uh, coming from Cali, her homeland. Cali. So, yeah. Oh wow, she's getting yeah, married. Coming to the other side of the world. <laughs> oh, that's nice. It's honeymoon time, y'all. You said Disney moon. That's what. Oh, he said Di Disney. Disney. What? Yeah. I mean, he said Disney moon. Is that, a, is, that what it, is that a thing? Disney moon? Oh, that's sure, me. Uh, he just said it. Oh, it, 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 it's like it is uh, now. It is now. Yeah. Well, let's try it. She's Talk going right. on a Disney moon. <laughs> Disney moon. It's hard to make sexy, huh? No, yeah, you can't make Disney moon sexy. Uh, you can play Kiss the Girl, and that's about it. Oh, okay, that's well, about that's as cool, deep yeah. as it goes. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Amber, and thank you for booking yeah. with uh, Lee here, man. And did you tell Amber that uh, her portion of her booking for her Disney moon will go to a, a worthy cause? Did you tell her that? 
I hope she knows that already. She's a loyal listener, so she should know that. She should know that. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. So, Amber, if you hear us, man, uh, that, there's a shout-out for you. Who's next? Wayne West is next, guys. And so, speaking of the Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, we had sent a message a long time ago on Facebook. I guess not terribly long ago. But anyway, he said he was going to be down there right when Pirates of the Caribbean was going to open. And so, he sent us, uh, we told him to send us uh, what he thought. And so, th- he sent us a message tonight. He says, here's a short memo of my trip so far. Sorry, guys, wasn't able to check out Pirates last night. Oh. oh. We were in line to get on, but the ride had an issue, so we went over to the Jungle Cruise and was the first time checking it out at night, and it was a great time. Today, we're still out at Epcot checking out food and wine. So far, so good. So hopefully, maybe, he said, TTY, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, talk to you later. So uh, hopefully, we'll, you know, we'll hear more reports when he gets on to the actual Pirates to Caribbean later this week so hopefully we'll hear something wow. then I so it's already so. having an issue after it's been yeah, reopened. I was say, it just opened up yeah just opened up the drop is too soft yeah it's taking people out of the experience yeah <laughs> it's like i don't even feel like i've landed in water this is just not working <laughs> for me can we do something <laughs> yes who's next our next person in guest services is mr sullivan and he sent us a little text message how do you like that he says uh First one says, at least the Saints have a chance to win this week against the Bucks. If they don't win, maybe they can try the Jags next. Mr. Sullivan from Arizona. And then he sent in another text uh, about maybe after the game. He said, spoke too soon. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, can yes. I tell you this? Uh, God bless the Arizona Cardinals because, oh, man, yeah. I picked up their defense. And, mm-hmm. man, they have kept me into quite a few games. So I'm loving Arizona. I got Larry Fitzgerald in another league. I don't own one single Saint, and I'm not ashamed at all about saying that. Yep. So God bless Arizona. My, you know, Mark Ingram, he's been doing good for me so far. He's been doing okay. He's not exploding. Yeah, yeah. No. Larry Fitzgerald's exploding. The yeah. defense is exploding. Carson yeah. Palmer is exploding. Yeah, yeah. I, I started Fitzgerald this exploding week. Exploding all over your face, neck, oh. and chest. Hey, if yes. it's a win, do that. Sorry, Kevin. I, yes. I took your line. No, no, it's okay. Get it, Please get it, use get it. Get a towel. I'll take that. I distribute it for everyone to use. Even Chris Johnson was getting a piece last mm-hmm. week. That was crazy. He didn't do anything for two weeks, and then boom. That's so what y'all say. Miss Sullivan's having a good time in Arizona. With his team. No, it's too hot down there. But the team's doing well. <laughs> oh, yeah, the team's awesome. It's too hot. No, God bless you, Mr. Sullivan. And and I hope the Cardinals continue to do well because I am mightily invested. Yes, yeah. I'm the same way. Yes. I have your defense, and it's a lovely thing. We really across the board, absolutely. Yes. Who's next? Next up, guys, we have a voicemail from one of them a weekend. So here we go. Hey, guys, Mr. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Anonymous. I uh, just want to ask Kevin a question. Um, I've gotten an uh, offer from a friend of mine. His son's going to be playing Flounder in a uh, community theater production of Little Mermaid. And uh, they asked me if I would do uh, some video work for them. And I was wondering if uh, uh, Kevin had any information on whether or not they, uh, Disney is actually licensing making videos of the, uh, the local theater production companies. So, uh, everybody, have a good day, and I uh, hope to hear you soon. Bye. All right, wow. so uh, yeah, as I'm not exactly sure what he means. If uh, what his question is, if he wants to make a video for distribution or for a video for selling or something like that, uh, the long and short of it, you can make the video, you can't sell it, <laughs> is the thing. But I know many a local community theater group that have made videos which the videographer does sell, but not publicly. He sells to the cast and stuff that they have it and everything else. You know, I've gotten a couple of those videos myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'll make CDs and whatnot. But if you're going to do it for commercial use, uh, it, the Disney will probably frown upon that. As will most Broadway productions, they usually frown upon that, which is why they say 
uh, the use of flash photography, videography, everything else prohibited during this production. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but if you're doing it mostly for the cast, if you want to do it um, uh, for the cast, uh, you know, have so they'll have it for their, I guess, archives or whatever else, their photo albums and stuff. Say, hey, I used to do this show. Um, then I don't see any issues with that. Uh, I would guess that the people would be not paying you for the video, but your time for, I guess, editing the video or assembling it, or for your time, like, um, I don't know how I don't know how to skirt around it, and I can't really. It say sounds it. like yeah. to me they've asked him to shoot this thing. Yeah, and he's wanting to know, hey, is Disney going to give me problems if I shoot this thing? If you shoot it, no. If you distribute it or sell it, yes. Okay. You know, I mean, if people, you know, community productions, you know, if, you have if you start, if you and put it in a hard case and sell it on the corner. Of yeah. <laughs> if you're like on a black market or something with a black and white thing saying this is Dizzy's Little Mermaid, yeah, you might have some issues. So take their money, but, you know, what you call it, let them worry about what they do with it, right? Is, yeah. that, is that what you're saying? Uh, I get, yeah. You know, it, it's, don't take their money at all <laughs> for legal purposes. <laughs> Look, you can shoot the video all you want, but you, can't, you probably can't sell it. And whatever you do after that is on you. But, no, but if they pay him to shoot the video. Yeah, if they're paying for his services to, to shoot, shoot the, video, the video. and edit the video and give them the video. There's your video of your performance. This is technically, no- that, technically that's, they're paying him yes. for his services, not for the video. Because maybe yeah. they want to watch it back and see whether or not, you know, yeah. what can we improve upon that kind of thing. Yeah, it could be a demo reel for each actor or actress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know? And that happens in New Orleans all the time. You know, I've seen I've seen guys videotape out in the audience just do for their archives. But you know, the the guy sells it, but he sells it just to the cast or whatever else. It doesn't really isn't really up on a website saying, "Hey, buy this production of so and so's production of the Little Mermaid." Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, so, I mean, it's community theater. Yeah. I mean, you know, to support the local arts and yeah. you know, I can't imagine Disney's like you're gonna get it. You know. Uh, I can't well, imagine that. Like they, they would if he's selling it publicly or commercially. I mean, if he's making like enough yeah. to get on the radar, mm-hmm. I would imagine right. it'd be like stop. But I mean, if if community theater for the for the play is only like what twenty people, you know, you know what the video would be? It would just be a reference video for the actors. Yeah. Yes. That's, what, that's, what, that's what you can call it. You know, Mr. Anonymous. And keep yourself Mr. Anonymous. And it'd just be a, it'd be just a reference yeah. uh, reel for the actors so they can improve their. The uh, craft. craft. Yeah. Okay, yeah. there you go. That's Get an LLC. That way, if they sue you, you don't lose nothing. That's what, that's what you got to do. You Follow go. the Lee Lastavica model. Take the money and run. <laughs> <laughs> or don't run. Who's next? Next up is David from New Jersey. He writes in and he says, I would like to throw my name into the ring as someone who want who another would, one who wants to host. No, who would participate in fantasy football? Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, so, well, that would have been cool. That's not too bad, yeah. But so I'm assuming we'll keep him in for next year. We had mentioned it on a previous show that we're gonna try to give it more notice, and maybe we'll start the 2016 Moican League. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, so we'll definitely, David, we'll keep you in the running. But anyway, he writes more. He says, "I feel I should be upfront and let you fellas know that I am not a big sports fan." If that truly makes a difference. No, it makes no, no, difference, no difference at all. No, nope, no, nope, we'll help you out. We'll get you going. It's his Dungeons and Dragons for, yes. you know, just involving sports instead of cards. Yeah, yes. you basically pick a name, read something about it, and then if you don't want to watch the game, you don't have to. The real no. guy does all the work. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, get this, guys. His next paragraph says this. I will be in Disney from 1029 until 117. He's going to be there when we're there. Exactly. He says, I'm hoping I can catch the race, but I'm torn on who to root for to win. Lee is awesome. He is a great travel agent from what I hear and an excellent co-host for the show. On the other hand, Josh is a listener like myself. 
I think I will wish them both luck, but secretly root for the underdog. <laughs> this decision in no way reflects upon my abilities to play fantasy football. <laughs> Smart man. Yeah. Well, can I tell you, he was right about well, I can of- tell you who the underdog is. <laughs> Who's that? Me. Josh is like super training. Like he's that's what he said. Like he, said he said you were the underdog. Yeah, he said you were the underdog. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, he got said it. the underdog league, comma oh, okay, league. Got it, okay, got it. but anyway, here's a question. Uh, that you, that might be, yeah, that's right. He might. Uh, he, this might be good for you uh, and anybody else's experiences. He says his last sentence. He says, "I wonder if I could ask you guys if you can share anything about Mickey's not so scary Halloween party tips and tricks and those kind of things." Oh, I went to that. Eli went to that too. Yeah. I, that, I have not done that. Lee, have you done that? I've done that like three times. Uh, not yet. Now, one tip I do know that will help you out is you don't have to have a ticket for that day for the park. Uh, so you, your your magic. I'm uh, sorry. Your party ticket is your ticket into the park. And you can usually get in about 4 o'clock. So you can make a good day out of it even without having a park ticket. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So get there early. You know, Do what you need to do. Maybe hit some attractions and stuff. That way you can focus on the Halloween stuff when the real party begins. There you go. That's a good you don't tip. have to burn a ticket. So about you guys? You said you've been there. Is there anything you'd recommend Double to times, Dave yeah. from New Jersey? Stay got a good spot for the parade. Um, yeah, you got to catch the parade. I've seen the parade yeah. on video. Yeah. And that's uh, one thing I want to see, especially those butlers. Yeah, uh, what you called the the headless horseman oh. coming through is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, when I went, like the very first year I went, they, it was a different kind of thing. Like they used to have, like um, I don't think they do this anymore. They used to do like storytelling, where they would tell scary stories and not so scary stories. Like you would go around, like cast members would, and it was really kind of a cool thing. The riverboat would go around, and then the dapper dans, or I think they called them the cadaver dans. Cadaver dans, yeah. Uh, sorry, oh yeah. man, that's cool. And they did a whole performance kind of thing, and it was really, really, really cool. I don't even think they do that anymore. That's a shame. Yeah, I don't think that they do. I think it's all about the the projection show and the and the parade. Because uh, the last time we went there, they didn't have any of the scary storytelling kind of thing, which is really, really a cool thing. Um, when you go to Haunted Mansion, that's going to be cool because you're gonna, they're going to have live actor performers out there on the lawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on what you can, I'm trying to think of tips. Tips to I know there's plenty of chocolate. You know what also? Yeah. The, oh yeah. You're gonna have candy gold. You know what also yeah. used to do that again? I don't think they do it anymore. But they used to have do character dining at the Liberty Tree Tavern with Minnie and Goofy and all them. Remember ah. the infamous story I told you about the one the the loud obnoxious Roseanne yes, Barr sounding yes. woman that like, you're that real Goofy or just some guy in a suit? Oh. That woman that was that took place on Halloween night. When Anna and I were there, and and they the characters were all in there, because that's going to be another cool thing is is pitch opportunities, because all the characters, well, not all the characters, but like Mickey, Minnie, and them, Goofy, uh, the Winnie the Pooh characters will all be in their Halloween attire. Yep, they'll be in in costume, and you'll also get like just like a lot of these hard ticket events, like you'll get seven, seven, Snow White and all the seven dwarves, that kind of thing. Oh wow! Skip the dance party, because that's just unless you've got kids who just for whatever reason want to bounce around the the floor. But other than that, I mean. If you want to wear them out, yeah, make sure you go to sleep. I'd like to think about it and let maybe do like a show on it because yeah. I'm just kind of giving you like initial thoughts on it. But mm-hmm. I mean, other than that, <clears throat> excuse me. We got the Hollow Wishes fireworks. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, definitely so catch that. Um, you know, I mean, don't get caught up. Uh, here's what I would say. Don't get caught up in the idea because what's going to be so cool is that you're going to be able to pretty much step on any ride. Any ride you want to, there's not going to be any lines, no need right. for fast passes. You're going to be so don't get so caught up in doing all that, like you're just touring the park that you're missing all the cool stuff about Halloween because it's lit, it's beautiful, it, the the atmosphere, the music. Make sure you catch all the different activities, the Halloween activities that they do. Like I said, they don't do as much as they used to, which is really cool to hear the storytelling and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. the, the few things that they do, 
uh, make sure to catch him. Cool. Well, and, and let me think about it a little bit more. Maybe hopefully closer to Halloween, we'll do like a Halloween related show where we, yeah. we do something like this. Excellent, Dave from New Jersey. And hopefully, yeah, let, man, let's plan a meeting up, dude. Uh, uh, so let us know. We're going to be down there, what, the 5th, 6th? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Leaving on the eighth, sixth, seventh. Leave on the eighth. Yeah, and Lee will be getting there just before us, man. Let's plan a meetup, man. Let's do it, Moeka, man. Keep in touch with us. Uh, we got your email, so uh, we'll get in touch. With you. And of course, any Moeka that's going to be down there during the food and wine race, uh, man, let us know. We'd love to do a quick meetup, man. Maybe just do something, ride something together. Maybe have some drinks, hang out. I don't know. We we can hang out by the orange slush cart in uh, France. You know, we'll, we'll think of something. <laughs> you know, we can think of something. Uh, but yeah, so you know, there's at least Dave. There's gonna be there. Fishon Wu's gonna be there, and anybody else, you know, we, all four of us will be there in force. So we want to hear from you guys. MagicRoundGmail.com, man. Let us know who's gonna be down there. Who's next? All right, guys. And uh, real quick, I want to take time to acknowledge this. We, we were having a little fun with this a little bit earlier, where we said that uh, listener X Keith was calling for now Lee to host next. Well, I just wanted to make it known that Keith did post on our Facebook, and he said, "How did Eli like hosting? Because he totally killed it as host. Good job, Eli." Oh, that's cool. All right, so you know, I'm retired with some style. There you go. So you were appreciated. That's yes. that's, that's cool. It yes. was it was still an eye to do it, and yes, Kevin. That's a that's a that's a serious job that you have there, but yeah, you did a great job there, man. I, I love listening to the show. It was a great. It was great. Absolutely great. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, sir. Listener X. Very much. Thank you. Who's next? All right, guys. Last time we did a whole show concerning the Diz Dining Agent and all the controversy it was causing, and all the news stories that were popping up about them booking reservations under fake names and going ahead and subverting the system that Disney had set up in order to go ahead and protect all of us little people out there who wanted to go ahead and get our reservations and do it ourselves. Well, since then, things have vastly changed. What a difference less than a week makes. (laughs) Let's start off off with uh, an email from one of our listeners who I, I think summed this up really well. Her name is Audrey. And uh, she said, hello, fellow Louisianian. While my feelings about the alert sites are ambivalent, my feelings about sites that book reservations under fake names and then sell them are not. Diz Dining Agent not only books some of the hardest to get reservations at Disney, they encourage their customers to take part in their misuse of the ADR system by setting up throwaway MDE accounts and checking in at the restaurants with the fake names they set up. Unfortunately, there are those who will do anything to get what they want, and they provide the customer base for bottom-feeding enterprises like these. Remember the hire a disabled person for a day scandal? I hardly think Disney had this sort of exploitation in mind when they set up the ADR system. They have implemented policies to deter guests from overbooking reservations and not showing up. I love planning our WDW vacations and I'm up at 5 a.m. on day 180, spreadsheet in hand, and have had great success in acquiring the reservations I want. This year, I have a little bump in our plans. Actually, two little bumps. As our son and daughter-in-law decided to join us with our two grandchildren, two and a half and six months, their first visits, we are a little more than 60 days out and modifying to add four to the party is not easy. But I did not and will not buy... A reservation. I will keep trying the right way and maybe we'll get a little Disney magic. But it's not the end of the world, Walt Disney or otherwise, if we don't. I truly hope Disney shuts these sites down for good. With best regards, Audrey. Well, Audrey, it seems like your wish has been granted because Disney has cracked down on all these uh, apps that are charging money for 
booking reservations, going ahead and alerting you for times. They have sent letters to all these people and they are altering their business practices. But uh, the one that we talk, commented on specifically and the one that you spoke about, the one that supposedly charges uh, money for reservations being made into phony names, funny thing, we actually heard from the people over at Disney Dining Agent. Carol uh, is, is the name of the lady that runs Diz Dining Agent, and she reached out to us over Twitter. She asked us for an email address. We, we complied. And she sent us a whole long email kind of explaining a little bit about her, what they do, and uh, where she thinks we were kind of mistaken at, where she thinks we were a little unfair, and what our commentary was. And uh, it was insightful, to say the least. And I appreciate her reaching out to us. And, uh, you know, you do this kind of thing. None of us here are journalists. We don't go out. We, we take this stuff that we read. We're going to leave that to the journalists that actually cover this kind of stuff to, to double-check their sources. We're taking what we read at face value. Just like I'm going to take her email at face value and, and assume that everything she's telling me here is absolutely true. Um, now, kind of to jump ahead a little bit, uh, we received this over the weekend. We responded by saying, hey, this is great. We'll read your email on the air, but it would be better coming from your voice because we could talk about it a little bit more. We can go back and forth with questions. I extended that offer on Friday. I never heard back. And I'm assuming that's because Carol probably has a lot more on her plate at this point in time because she did receive a letter from Disney asking her to stop. So Carol uh, from Diz Dining Agent posted this on the website today. Uh, Opening soon. We have received word from Disney and are altering our service to meet their requests. DDA will be back next week. Anyone who has a pending transaction will receive an email on Monday. Our clients have been great, and we appreciate the opportunity to have served you. We look forward to serving you in the future. More information will be available on Monday. Follow us on Twitter for updates, at Diz Dining Agent. So, um, yeah, they received uh, uh, an email, letter, whatever from Disney asking them to stop. So I'm assuming that's why we never heard back from Carol about having her on the show to explain a little bit about what they do and why what they do isn't quite as you've heard it. So that's what we saw on her website. And uh, so, yeah, obviously, I think Carol's got other things in, in, that are of higher priority right now than respond to a couple of podcasters. But she did respond to us on Friday, and she did kind of cover a couple of our uh, issues with the way she ran her business. And just to be fair, let me go ahead and run through a couple of them here. I'm not going to read everything that she wrote because, you know, quite frankly, some of the information right now is... Uh, yeah it's a little moot at this point because it's not um yeah it's not up to date yeah yeah, it's not an issue anymore but uh just to kind of clarify some of the misunderstandings out there uh she thanked us uh for our podcast and and she did uh thank us for being one of the few podcasts out there that actually debated the pros and cons of it whereas most people just kind of buried them for doing a uh a a pay for reservation kind of service so um yeah, you're welcome. Let, let me just do this. My name is Carol, and I own DDA. The Diz and the Diz Dining Agent stands for Dining Style, contrary to the belief of many. Who, I, I am not a big corporation or business. I am one woman who sometimes has one other person who helps me, who sits at my kitchen table on my computer and books ADRs just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. So for everyone out there who kind of assumed that, Carol, that, that this Diz Dining Agent was this big corporation going out there with you know multiple people mm-hmm. or bots or that is one other thing that she she wanted to be clear on that she never used bots to go out there and book these reservations okay. to go ahead and um and um 
secure these these reservations reservations right she even says she didn't even look for adrs every day sometimes she went a week or so between searches she just did it like everybody else did and she booked it like that so she doesn't really come out and say that yes i booked it under false names for all i know she could have booked it under her own personal name there's a lot of you know so she didn't use cooper polly no i don't think that she used cooper polly to do this she should though (laughs) right cooper polly yeah she should um she says i started dda in early august of this year and it was only at that time that i even search start searching for adrs in August, I was able to secure many ADRs for September, December 2015 with ease. It just takes a little time. Many people complain there are no ADRs or that they are all gone because of people like me. To those people, I would like to ask them this. What was the reason for the shortage of ADRs prior to August when I started? And Disney, seats, Disney World seats hundreds of thousands of patrons a month. I average about 300 patrons a month. How am I the reason for such a shortage? Now, both of these are good points. Mm-hmm. And I remember making this point to my wife who was talking about, you know, she had a, a friend at work who was trying to book their reservations. She got on there 180 days in advance and everything was already gone. And they were putting the blame because this story had just come out of that. But they were putting the blame on sites like this, going ahead, scooping in there and booking in. And I said to her at the time, I was like, yeah, but those reservations were always hard to book. I remember, you know, when Lee booked our fast passes, I, I asked him to book Anna and Elsa. He got one Anna and Elsa thing, and he was lucky to get it right when he got it, and it was gone. Just like that. And, and we ended up, he, he could only book like one. He couldn't get it for the, our entire party. Isn't that right, Lee? Yeah, well, not to go off track, but we got it. I think we got it for two, and then we tried to get it on someone else, and it didn't work. And yeah. It was a big mess. I, I think that was really more of a technical glitch, but. I can tell you that still to this day, that is the hardest fast pass to get. Right. And, and so what I'm saying is, is that there's a lot of demand, and I think she has a really valid point in saying that, guys, I just started this site in August. This problem has been ongoing way before I got in the game. And that's absolutely 100% true. Now, conversely, what I would say is, yes, and, and this is kind of the point that we made last time, which is why, and sorry, Carol, but this is why I kind of felt like Disney had to step in, because if you were successful at doing this, it was just going to spawn other sites doing the same thing, and it eventually would get worse, where your 300 clients, you know, hopefully continued success, you would continue to grow and have a thousand clients. And then some other person would be like, this is a great idea. Let us start doing it. And it would have kind of become a thing. Um, so that was our concerns. I think primarily with that, with this kind of way of doing things is that, okay, you're right. You're one person in the kitchen. Maybe you have one other person helping you, but our concern was that this was going to spawn. If you were successful, a lot of other people to try the exact same model for making money. Um, concerning the, here's another thing she said concerning the scalping argument I understand this is a concern however Disney currently does not require me to be present to dine this could change at any time and I would alter my service accordingly which she did I do not sell an ADR rather I charge a small fee for booking an ADR for you or releasing it to you as we all know time isn't free and trust me it takes a lot of time to do what I do as an avid Disney fan myself, I simply wish to provide a service to those who do not have the amount of time that I do to search for the ADR they would like. I'm not trying to break any rules or 
quote unquote circumnavigate, and she writes, love that word, mm-hmm. the world of Disney to make a fast buck. I take great care with my clients and do my best to provide them with a service that can help make their vacation a little more special. Now, this is a great defense to what the, the charges are against her. It would do better coming from her voice if, if we were to have her on the show. That kind of, but what I would ask her with regards to this is, that's a great point. But, I mean, generally, like, you know, what she's doing here is kind of framing herself kind of like a travel agent. Right. That's some stuff that we kind of hit on yeah. the other, that other week. Yeah. I'm doing this for the benefit of my clients. Well, my counteraction, I'd love to hear her response to this. My counteraction to that would be, but you don't have clients. Your clients are contingent upon you getting these, and then you're, you're, you're booking these in anticipation that these will be worthy to somebody one day. You're not acting in the interest of your clients. You're booking these to hold these in the interest that these will entice people to <laughs> book with you. To go with you, yeah. So that would be my, my critique of that is, yeah, I mean, it, it's a good... I, I, but it's I'm, left up for debate, though, because yeah. so, she's, you know, she just posted it and hey that's awesome she responded it is that absolutely i would characterize this as a bit of spin from the standpoint that no 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 i'm not falsely booking reservations and selling it to people i have clients whose interests i'm protecting by booking these things it's like no you don't have clients you have reservations (laughs) which brings you clients (laughs) i think that's the point of contention which came first Mm -hmm. the client or the adr exactly If if the client came first then you are just like everyone else. You have a client that you are trying to find reservations for. Mm-hmm. And then for your service, you are charging them to find the reservation for them. That in and of itself, I think you could make the argument that, yeah, you're just like everyone else doing that. But if you have a pre-existing product slash reservation that you are then trying to sell to someone who needs it, then that's a diff- that's a horse of a different color. Exactly, and I think that's now and again. And, and Carol's not here to defend herself, and right. um, I'm sure. Well, she maybe do- once she gets the new site up and running and the new rules in place, we can have her on and we can talk this whole thing out again. Well, maybe, but I mean, I think by that time, the, the it's really kind of <laughs> worked itself I, I, out. I'm interested to see what the changes are going to be. What what is yes. what is it that Disney said that you can and cannot do? That is true. I, I would love to hear that as well. You're right. Maybe maybe we can have her on at that point in time. I just. I don't want to continue. I mean, I don't want to do a third yeah, show on five, this, but five right. shows on this. Show. But if she is willing to come on the show, we would be more than happy to kind of update people on what her site does and how it does it better, and then to kind of you know ask her a little bit more about this. I'm again, I really do appreciate her reaching out to us. Here's something that really deserves to be said that that she says right here. With regard to the comments that I am a scammer who you shouldn't give your credit card info to, I never see a client's credit card info. I use an online store, Shopify, which has been around for years. They process all transactions, and a client's financial information is completely secure. I have refunded every single transaction where we were not able to to be successful in transfer. If I were a scammer looking for a quick buck, this this would not have been the case. I am not aware of a single unhappy client yet. Most are thrilled to pay the service fee to have me get their ADR for them. I enjoy what I do, and that's why I do it. Now, here's why I'd say that. I think she's talking about to me on this because I think I'm the one who made the comment that, well, how can I trust my credit card information to somebody who's booking false... False name. False name. It's like you're already kind of committing you know, uh, fraud on some kind of a level, and you're booking something that isn't real. You're booking something under false pretenses, and that was me who made the point, but I don't think I ever called her a scammer for doing that. No, no, it was just we were just covered all the bases yeah. with that one as to, like you said, it was just stuff that we 
based our knowledge upon what we read. Yes. And, I, you know, yeah, nobody really showed up. If this had happened live, that might have been a different story. Right. But, yeah, as a consumer, that was a concern. And we, like she said, we went back and forth on it. Yes. I mean, absolutely. I would, uh, yeah, I would definitely make the point here that I, I think she's mischaracterizing exactly what we said. I, I was the one who made this point, and it wasn't that I said she's absolutely ripping people off and taking their credit card information. I never said that. What I said is that if you are falsely booking reservations that you yourself do not you don't owe the names to exactly yeah. you're booking reservations that you have no intention of going to you're already committing some act of deceitfulness you want me to trust you with my credit card information I don't think so that kind of thing that was what I said now okay you use Shopify so you're never going to see my credit card number that's fine and, and that's out there but no I don't believe we ever said that you stole credit cards or their information right. or being a scammer I don't believe that was ever Not said that by no, us no attack was specifically made towards uh, a specific mm-hmm. company I mean the news that came out wasn't even about her company mm-hmm. correct so right there's that distinction uh, as well to, to prove. Right. So maybe, moving on. Yeah, she's, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You no, I was just saying maybe she's just throwing it out there because she's probably heard comments like that from other places. Yeah, and, uh, and maybe, maybe she has. Uh, uh, you know, And I, she knows that we'll say read what she wrote and give her a fair shake. And yeah. I do want to put that information yeah. out there for people that, yeah, look, hey, it wasn't. I, I yeah. definitely, if it came across that way, I definitely did not mean to imply that. My thing was, hey, listen, if you're booking something under false pretenses, then I, how do I know that I everything that you do yeah. is on the up and up? Right. That was my point. So um, anyway, she goes on to say, should Disney contact me and ask me to cease operation and change in some way, I'd happily oblige, which she has done. Uh, she says, as of this email, I've not heard from them. Uh, I do plan to continue to provide a service for those who need it, um, but I also strive to do it in a way that is not against the Disney terms of service. The best outcome, in my opinion, is for Disney to just change the way they handle ADRs. After the Orlando Sentinel ran their article, I realized the demand for what I do is astronomical, and I received an overwhelming positive response. Thank you for being objective in your podcast and looking at topics from all angles. Even though your comments weren't flattering, at least you presented it objectively. I hope your podcast continues to grow, and I will be listening in the future. I do understand people's concerns, but the truth of the matter is I book my ADRs just like them. If you want something, you have to be willing to put in the time to get it. ADRs are no different. While I do plan to make some changes with how the site is run, I have no intention of shutting down as I will be offering services for places other than Disney regards Carol. So thank you, Carol. Thank you for taking the time to reach out. I appreciate your your comments about us. I I, I do agree that our comments weren't all flattering, uh, but I do also think that we did an excellent job in pretty much saying, hey, listen, Whereas what you do might be receiving a lot of negative buzz right now, that your service is on the same par as the other apps that do kind of the same thing. I think you were being unnecessarily vilified for what you do when everybody else is kind of doing something in the same thing. Granted, we felt you went a little bit farther in, in your way of, of handling things, but we totally uh, acknowledge that you provided a service out there. And uh, we there's one thing we pride ourselves here on the Magic Our Way podcast is beating that dead horse and looking at it from every angle available. And still picking it up to see if it'll do a race. That's <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And then asking if it wants to race, Josh. And then taking money for, <laughs> not for booking for vacations. <laughs> I, like, taking uh, money from the horse. <laughs> I think like, like really quick, um, I think if, if she wants to go ahead and once she gets everything back and, and up and running, you know, hey, look, uh, sponsorship is always welcome. And if you, you know, if you got something where you're, 
you know, you have an astronomical business, we can help spread the word about it. And if it's something where you're not using Cooper Poly in the name and it's the you know, actual name and everything's on up and up, because we were concerned as consumers, you know, again, we're not journalists. We're not. Yeah. I want to make that clear is that, you know, listen, yeah, we're, we're not, under no obligation over here. We read and react. We, we yeah. don't, we're not paid to go ahead and chase down both sides of a story. No. And this time, and in this, Unique situation. One side of the story sought us out to comment on what we said, right. and in that situation, again, I'm going to present everything she said as fact as well. Right. I'll, I'll look at it with a raised eyeball and be objective in terms of some things. Like, I, like I said, I do feel like some of what she said was a little bit of spin. But you know, if I'm her, I'm looking at it like that. Yeah, but uh, you know, yeah. but like we went. I mean, like you said, we don't need to rehash everything. But right. I mean, we hit all the bases, and I remember distinctly uh, hearing something to be like, "Well, hey, let's suppose somebody's in this spot or that spot in, in areas." Where they need it and throwing it out to the Moeka Nation as well uh, as to what their comments were on it. So yeah, it, it wasn't a personal, you know, uh, witch hunt on her business. And look, hey, again, when you get up and running, you get that horse off the ground because hey, it's not better than like after being knocked out, picking yourself back up, getting right back in that race. Hey, you be a sponsor, we'll we'll you know we'll put the word out for you as long as you know Cooper Pilot's real name for somebody. That's, that's <laughs> All I say on that. And use Cooper Polly. I like Cooper Polly, right? Don't circumnavigate Cooper Polly <laughs> if you find a real person named Cooper Polly. Yeah, they don't circumcision the uh, navigation of the circums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for this week's hub topic, guys, we're just doing something called the quest for the best. And in this particular episode, we are doing the Magic Kingdom Monorail Resorts. Yes, there are only three on the Monorails Resort Loop. We're talking about the Contemporary Resort, the Polynesian Resort, and Disney's Grand Floridian Resort. And we're going to figure out, is there the best of those three? Or is it all a push? Who knows? We're going to discuss certain aspects of each resort, talking about things uh, by category, like sit-down restaurants or counter service or pools or the lobbies, bars, etc., etc. And we're going to evaluate... Whether or not, you know, which is the best in each one. Uh, and, and we're going to see who comes out on top. If there's actually a clear winner or if it's going to be a, a straight across the board tie kind of a thing. So, all right. So, Moeka, what we did here is uh, we, we took uh, information from each of the resorts. And we organized them into different categories. So, in front of us, we have a list of everything that each resort has to offer within said category. For instance, the first one we're going to talk about is the sit-down restaurants, okay? Um, I guess we can look at it as who has a better set of sit-down restaurants or who has the one best or who has the total number of best restaurants in each uh, out of all the hotels or something like that. I would look at it like that. Who has total best restaurants? Total best restaurants, right. Because, I mean, all of them have good restaurants, but total. Like, if I stayed at... The Grand Floridian. I could eat at three or four different restaurants. Whereas right. I stayed at the Poly, maybe I could eat at two. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think that makes that, that, that factors makes in. Yeah. So I think total, you're looking at all the restaurants they have there. What's the best one? Okay. Best, best dining options. All mm-hmm. right. So we're talking about sit-down restaurants. Okay? The guys that need ADRs or you sit at tables, you have waiters, et cetera, et cetera. Not counter service and not quick service or any kind of... Buffet service, cafeteria type service kind of a thing. All right, so here's the ones. We'll read it out for you, Moeka Nation, and you could double check us to make sure we didn't lose anything. But starting at the Contemporary, we have the California Grill, the Wave of American Flavors, 
and the Top of the World Lounge, which is in Bay Lake Tower. Mm-hmm. And at the Grand Floridian, we have Citrico's, Narcuzzi's, Victorian Albert's, Garden View Tea Room, Grand Floridian Cafe, and 1900 Park Fair. At the Polynesian Village Resort, we have Disney's Spirit of Aloha Show, the Kona Cafe, and Ohana. So, what are our thoughts, guys? What, what do you think? To me, this is easy. It's the Grand Floridian, and it's not even close. Well, I mean, golly, you've got so many options. I mean, yes. it's like Polynesian has one of the best restaurants with Ohana. Absolutely. But that's like, well, yeah. Contemporary has one of the best restaurants with California Grill. No doubt. But overall, I mean, Citrico's great. Narcusi's great. Victoria Albert's great. Victoria and Albert's Park, beyond great. That's like yeah. the signature. If you're going to do fine dining on Disney Park, right. it's the yeah. one place that has a dress code where you have to wear a suit and tie. Yep, and it has that chef's table thing too. Yes, yes. So yeah. uh, you got the, 1900 Park Fair, solid. Yes. Garden View Tea Room, pretty good. Grand Floridian Cafe, eh, not so much. But I mean, you're talking every single place is a home run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Narcuzzi's is probably the best restaurant on property, just going by food. Uh, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Ohana is great because the food is plentiful. California Grill is great because the view is delightful. But Narcuzzi's has a good view and probably the best food. Victoria Alberts is right there in terms of uh, fine dining. Citrico's is delicious. In mm-hmm. 1900 Park Fair, it offers you the only character dining option in the evening Mm -hmm. which you know none of the other ones do so i I think this one's not even close i think it's grand floridian yeah i'd have to agree with that grand floridian has more restaurants that hit it out of the park i mean just for example pony village ohana's great you know for what it is uh kona cafe i love it at breakfast i've never had it for dinner right but you know but it's it's a cafe it's 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 okay spirit of aloha i hear more complaints about spirit of aloha than anything else yes so Mm. it's like you know as far as number of successful places where people can dine sit down at uh, the grand floridian would have i think would take it for me the only thing the only other thing i throw in for the polynesian village is they have that little sushi place that they do every once in a while that doesn't have very good sushi <laughs> what the kona the kona <laughs> island thing yeah the kona yeah. island thing that yeah. yeah the coffee shop that doubles as a sushi bar yeah yeah really. yeah, yeah yeah so well i will say this what's crazy about this you know what the easiest some of the easiest adrs to get are what's that citricos narcusis Grand Floridian Cafe. Do, do we have um, any of those books for in November? You know those what? The, no, those are the easier ones. <laughs> if we can get into Narcuzzi's, I would love to do that because I would love to drag you guys to Narcuzzi so you could see the best kept secret on Disney property. Actually, I, I want you to drag me to that place with that soup. Oh, Smoky Portobello yeah. Mushroom Soup? I wanna, where is that? At Artist the Artist Point. Point. I, that, no, yeah, that's out Artist I Point. I want to go there. Like, <laughs> let's go there and let's just like have a drink and see if we can order it just and have the soup and some drinks over Sit at, the, at the bar and have some soup. That'd be Boom. great. I want to do that. Let's do that. The way I, you I, describe it, I just got to try it. I miss, I miss the... Uh, it's life-altering. Yes. Exactly. Life it is. Let's do it. Let's it do it will change your perspective on soup as... I'm sorry. It, it just it, it blows your mind. It's go beautiful. Ahead. All right, so I guess we're all in a consensus, guys. It's for the category of sit-down restaurants. We think Grand Floridian wins that pretty well. Hands yes. down. Okay. All right, good. All right, so the next category we're going to talk about is the lobby, guys. And so, of course, we have the lobby of the Contemporary Resort. Walk-in, very modern, kind of small. A-frame, yeah. A-frame, you know, it's not terribly Monorail's big. Monorail's running right through it. Yep. You know, so you got that lobby, and then you have... The lobby of the Polynesian, which has just been recently redone. Mm-hmm. So it's a little more spacious, not as big a fountain. Nope. A lot more seating, more openly, just kind of like the Wilderness Lodge. Mm-hmm. 
And then you have the Grand Floridian's lobby. You know, lots of whites, lots of uh, clean colors. You know, the piano, the the, the piano, the band, the that orchestra. Over- yes. yes, the Grand Floridian Orchestra up on the second level. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what are you, what are y'all's thoughts? A lot of bird cages. <laughs> oh, a lot of bird cages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, empty bird cages. Glass uh, glass elevators and whatnot. You mm-hmm. know, very very yeah. very clean, very elegant, elegant kind of. Thing. I think just for pure impact, it'd be a toss up between the Grand and Polynesian. There's really not much to the contemporary. There's really not much to the contemporary in general as far as theming. Um, I tend to feel personally a little un, um, trying to think of the best word to say this, but I feel a little intimidated in the grand personally. That's just me. Yeah. I feel a little more like at home in the Polynesian. It's just real casual. You know, like I feel like I shouldn't even be wearing shorts in the Grand Floridian or, <laughs> you know, it's like I, I need to have a sports coat or something on oh, right lovey, now. Oh, lovey, lovey, so, come here though. Yeah, exactly. Come to the lovey. Lovey, we're going to lovey. makes me feel. You know? See, so I, I vote for the poly. I totally disagree because I, I felt like the poly was the one that is completely out of the conversation, especially since, since they reduced the little waterfall they had in the lobby. The lobby is pretty much empty. Yeah. Except for a much smaller toned down version of, of what you had there. Yeah. Um, well, the thing with me about the Poly Lobby is like I like the old lobby because it felt more Polynesian. In fact. Yeah. Right. This one, when I walk into the, Poly- the new Polynesian lobby, it reminds me of the Wilderness Lodge. It's the same open air kind of design, everything else. Actually, the Wilderness Lodge is better because yeah. you have those little layers and the little yeah. bridges yeah. across. So it's like you know, uh, okay, I like the old Poly, but I mean, I still like the Poly, but. I, 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 I can't really give it to the poly. I can't no, give my vote I think it's between the contemporary with the monorail running straight through. The Mary Blair uh, mural. Mary Blair, Blair mural. Thank you. I mean, you know. Uh, and, and the Grand Floridian with uh, the, the wide open space, the, the, the bird cages, the, yeah. the, which got the orchestra playing up above. Yeah. I would give the nod to the contemporary because of the Mary Blair murals and yeah. the monorail going straight through. I mean, is it as elegant as it is beautiful? No, but I mean, is it distinctly Disney to me? Yes, I would yeah, rather be in sense. that lobby than anywhere else. See, I could relax in the Grand Flow. Yeah, I, yeah, that's I, what I'm thinking. I could totally. I have relaxed. I mean, the, the contemporary yeah. is nice. It's just it is active, especially with the monorail going through. It is. It's active. Absolutely. It, this is a toss-up for me. I'm, I'm a know? Grand Floridian fan. I'm giving it to the contemporary because of of the monorail and the Mary Blair, and that's distinct Disney to me. Yeah. Whereas the was the Grand Flow is just beautiful. Yeah. There's nothing distinctly Disney about it, but there is distinct Disney. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give my vote. I'm gonna make it. T- I'm gonna give my vote to Grand Flow. Okay. I think I can. I, I, I can. I like to be when I go to the lobby. I like to relax. Unwind, get off the road, relax, go register, you know, chill out for a little bit, mm-hmm. head to the room kind of a thing. Well, Eli, you're the tiebreaker on this. Which way do you go? Lee votes Polly. I vote Contemporary. Kevin's voting Grand Floridian. Uh, I was going to go to uh, Grand Floridian. Okay. I just oh, don't want nobody stepping on my toes. Uh, that's, you know, I like the open area. I know from, you know, where we went. Everything. I like the clean look. I, yeah. I, I do, too. I, there's Look, there's no losers here. Yeah, no, there, there no, really no, isn't. No. I mean, we're splitting hairs completely. And trust me, and when it comes to our favorite resorts, Kevin loves the Contemporary. That's his favorite. I love the Grand Floridian. Uh, Lee loves the uh, Polynesian. Uh, and, and Eli. <laughs> I love all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I could chill out. I love them all. So, um, okay. But I mean, the, but, but the I, Grand I, Floridian is, is my favorite. I've sat down yes. and just chilled out there on the, on the so second we're floor. We're on the same page. Yeah. Well, you I mean, know, for me, Poly and Contemporary are kind of neck and neck. Just, you know, I'm brown. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I have an affinity for Polynesian folk, you know, I, I, style I, I, Pacific I, people. 
Right. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's, that's fair. Yeah, it's, a, it's another point in the favor yeah. of the, the Grand Floridian. Yeah. So. It's just like right. if you're on a vacation and you just come from going on the rides and dodging crowds and dodging lines. I do like to go, you know, in that area and just kind of chill out because it, it's it's usually just kind of blank. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll go grab a me. cocktail, sit in the lobby and just chill yeah. out. You know, it's very yeah. piano playing, orchestra playing. I mean, it's got an orchestra. So I got to give it to Grand Flow. So it does. It, it, yeah. it, it's look, if I'm going to spend any time in a lobby, I would like to spend that time in the Grand Floridian. Yeah. If I just need, but if I need to see a lobby, I need to see. You contemporary. See contemporary. I, I need can, to uh, see. Yeah. The, the the monorail. I need to see the murals. I need to see that. But yeah, there's nothing relaxing about that. Hey, let me t- let me toss a quick aside here. The lobby's at Christmas. <laughs> Grand Floridian, man. Gingerbread house Gingerbread right house. In, the, yeah. in the middle of. Oh yeah, the the music playing. The eggnog when you walk in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the Grand chestnuts. Does it up. Oh, oh yeah, God, the chestnuts. The, yeah, the roasted chestnuts that they give you when you walk in. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Uh, again, it's not even close. Grand Floridian. No. with that. All right, so we're going to move on to the next category of bar. And we have, for the contemporary, we have the Cove Bar, Outer Rim, Wave Lounge, the California Grill, and the Top of the World Lounge, which is at the top of Bay Lake Tower. For the Grand Floridian, we have Citrico's Lounge and Misner's Lounge. For the Polynesian Village, we have the Tambu Lounge, which is right by Ohana, and the newly built Trader Sam's. Mm. So what are your thoughts on that? Wow, this is tough. This is really, really, really tough. Kind of easy for me. Uh, why don't you go first then? I'm gonna take the poly for this. Okay, because I just I love the Tambu Lounge, and I know I'm gonna love Trade. I've never been to Trader Sam's, but just from seeing it and being in one Disneyland, I gotta love it. That's the 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 hard part for me because I've no. never been to Trader Sam's. I like the Tambu Lounge because of one reason and one reason alone. They are the only place on property that serves the Lapu Lapu. Lapu Lapu, yeah. But. As far as a bar atmosphere, it's one of the hardest places to get a seat. This is true. You cannot get up to that, but that bar is tough to get. I mean, pretty much you have to take your drink and go sit someplace else. Makes me feel like I'm in New Orleans. Exactly. (laughs) The Top of the World Lounge, to me, when you and I went, was Mm -hmm. one of the best bars that I have ever stepped foot into. And I cannot envision Trader Sam's as, as wonderful as I've seen it to be. Haven't experienced it personally yet. Yet. Yeah. But... Top of the World Lounge is beautiful, but big knock against the Top of the World Lounge, mm-hmm. got to be a DVC member to go to it. Yep. So, I mean, your average Joe can't go visit the Top right. of the World Lounge, so I kind of kind of eliminate it from my list just mm. for that, because if, if, if I can't be an average person and just go visit this thing, it's without a doubt to me the best bar. Right. There's no question it's the best bar. You're sitting there... Having drinks at the top of the highest building overlooking the Magic Kingdom. Has a great view. Beautiful view. You can get food there, too. They have private little little tables that you can do for your own party. You can draw the curtain. Absolutely. Party out behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. Wow. We could podcast up there. Oh, dude, we need to podcast up there. (laughs) We should. Absolutely. We're going to go up there. We'll do that. We're going to go up there. I'll make sure I bring my card. All right. So... One show, it, again, that is, the, that is absolutely the best part. On that alone, I would give it to the contemporary, except for the fact that the average ordinary person cannot access right, it. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which also ha- happens to make it better, because quite frankly, you're always a short of a spot. Right, right. So then next you get to the Grand Floridian, Citrico's Lounge. Uh, Misner's Lounge is really cool. They yeah. have a drink afterwards, the orchestra playing, mm-hmm. have a drink. Oh, that's, it's beautiful. But kind of like Kevin, I'm going to go ahead and give this to the Polynesian Village, because it has my favorite drink. And I'm going to, I haven't 
I haven't been to Trader Sam's, but I have been to the one in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And it was exceptional. Yeah. So, because they have my favorite drink, and because I'm pretty sure I'm going to love Trader Sam's, and just because that atmosphere while I'm drinking with the tiki torches and everything like that, just is something that I like. And we're going to go. I'm going to go with that. Now, I reserve the right to change it afterwards, but uh, I'm going to go with Trader Sam's so, mm-hmm. uh, in the Polynesian Village. Yep. You bet I'm going to be bring, bringing my recording mm-hmm. everywhere I go there. A- absolutely. Wow. But I do want it to be known that I- I- if it was open to the public, top of the world lounge, that's the spot. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, guys, what do you, what, Ali, Eli? Well, I missed that time. We were talking about <laughs> restaurants. When we talk, when we're talking about restaurants, Grand Floridian almost won based off sheer number of restaurants. Mm-hmm. Contemporary then would be the winner in this case with the sheer number of bars. Um, now, I don't drink, so I really don't have a horse in this race. So, you know, I would probably just go with Polly because I like the Polly and it seems like a real cool place to chill. You don't have uh, a horse in this race unless the horse is paying your salary. <laughs> 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 so, you know, I would go, I would lean towards Contemporary just because as a resort, it has the most bars. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Eli, you have any thoughts on that's this? a good point, Lee. That is a good point. Yeah, that's uh, no, he's we're, but we're two looking of at these the resort, not the bars. We're not actually looking at the bar in particular. We're saying which resort has the best bars. But can I tell you something? I don't think Grand Floridian won because it had more. I think right. it won it's because a, it had be good still. It had, it had more good restaurants. It was yeah. better. Yes, yeah. the, the mm. restaurants they had were all top notch, not just, not just one top notch and a couple other restaurants. Yeah, it wasn't sheer number. Yeah. Yes. Eli, <laughs> I, I I miss downtown Disney. <laughs> when I went down well, there to drink, I know it's not in the category. Ta- no, today's Tuesday, and officially Disney has yep. decreed that we no longer refer to it as downtown Disney. From here forth, it is known as Disney Springs. The official. Disney Springs. Well, when I went, that's not what it was. <laughs> and the places I went down there, I had a good time down there. Uh, now, me personally, if I go to drink somewhere, I don't mind a nice atmosphere that's, you know, quiet and reserved but it depends on the day i mean it, it would be good to know in the company and, oh absolutely great company great company <laughs> but you know like i go somewhere if you get drunk or you know slightly buzzed this is me you know you may feel like oh wow this place is a little too reserved so i don't want to you know crack a crazy joke because i yeah. want everybody looking at me you know so i personally would need that versatility mm-hmm you know, so an area where it's like, oh, yeah, look, check out that girl out there. How you doing? You know, that's that's just me. So yeah. um, this is coming across like the Ricky Bobby speech. You know, I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo, tuxedo. T-shirt. Like Jesus like <laughs> a ninja. Like, I'm formal, like but I like an uncle so party. <laughs> yeah. I like my Jesus to party because I like to party. I like to party. Yeah, it just depends on it just depends on the mood. So, yeah, I guess I have to go for the area that had the most bars. But like you said, every you know, I love the Lapu Lapu. That's good stuff. But if the bars are exclusive, I mean, whew. well, it's not exclusive to us because we got Kevin. Yes. Right yes. on. Well, Kevin. Yeah, we got that ticket. Yes. There you go. So We got I, Kevin's magic pass. That's right. Thing. So the key is, is if I'm like really mellow, I and then we could go to the top of the world. I'm good with that. To chill out, look at the atmosphere. That probably put me in an artistic mood. They'll be like, ah, look at the beauty and everything like that. Yeah. You know, but... If I feel a little, you know, a little angsty or something like that, you know, sometimes like, you know, Danny will tell you there's a couple of trips I'll just kind of venture off. Yeah. You know, 
Right, uh, so goes away. So your vote is for the contemporary. Yeah. You come party with the Polynesians, okay, so, man. So two <laughs> votes for the contemporary, <laughs> two votes for the Polynesian is what I'm hearing. Oh. All right. I'm going to give my... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to settle this. I'm going to settle this. I'm yeah. going to change my vote, and I'm going to go with the contemporary because it's two to two. <laughs> And I'm going to give my vote to Contemporary to kind of kind of make this unanimous here so that way I can go ahead and uh, we can move on from this. Also because Kevin and I are partly voting on the potential of something that we haven't been to. Yeah, makes sense. I could go with that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and where it's a Contemporary, I've been to something and I fully acknowledge prior to casting my vote that that was the best place. Yes. So if I'm going to be true to it, and I think Kevin will agree, if he's being true to it, that is the best spot. Yeah. To go to is the top of the world no, lounge. I agree with that, yeah. So now the one knock against the bars over at the like the California Grill serves sushi. One thing you can't get at the California Grill that I've always had a problem with: hot sake. Can't mm. get it. Cold sake, you can get that. Not hot sake. Not hot. Not that's, hot. That, that's like that's like head in the glove. <laughs> you gotta have hot sake with some sushi. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. So all right. So bar, we're gonna give it to the contemporary right. in terms of bar. All right. All right. Moving on, the gift shop. Gift shops, guys. We got gift shops. We got the Polynesian. We had the Boutique. Mm-hmm. Grand Floridian, we got Sandy Cove. Mm-hmm. And Contemporary, we have Bayview Gifts. I'm going to go I'm gonna go with Boutique because I'll never forget when Eli and Anna and I went to, yeah. uh, to Disney. We stayed at the Polynesian. Before going out to the parks, we stopped at the Boutique, and we got Hawaiian shirts, Hawaiian hats, and we went out there decked up in style. Like, ah! vacation what's going on <laughs> you know and we were just we were loving life sandy cove is nice baby gifts is nice but um i like boutique I was, yeah. i'm gonna give my vote to boutique too boutique, i think yeah. it has a lot of character i mean it's got a lot of all the stores have the, a lot of the same stuff but the way it's presented in the poly i, I think it's pretty cool yeah that, and it was open-ended when we went nobody was like looking like hey ma'am yeah. sir you can't do that like they just let us do our thing you know yeah. like yeah i mean because we bought it Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, I, I like that. But you know, you go to the store, you want to be comfortable. Yeah, Lee, what do you think? I'll I'll roll with that. Um, I tell you this though, I think the 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 Bayview Gifts has actually more. If you're looking to buy a souvenir, I think you can do better at the Contemporary. But just overall, I like the Polynesian, uh, the the boutique. It's got like all kinds of cool stuff. It yeah. even has like little like little groceries and stuff. So. Yes. You know, so I, I I think they win. But if you're just looking for actual gifts, like maybe some pins and some um, tr- uh, what do they call it, like autograph books, things like that, I think you have a better selection at the contemporary. I agree. One, but uh, you can get just, monorail track oh, at the yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just overall, though, I think the boutique wins for just the coolest, uh, you know, gift shop. Okay. All right. Cool. So hey, good personnel too. Good personnel oh, there. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that. Nothing wrong with that. All right. Okay. So we got the gift shop thing handled. So we're going to move on to the pools okay. in each of the resorts. For the contemporary, we have the main pool and we have the Bay Cove pool. There's a pool in each little building. Ah. So we got there. Mm-hmm. Polynesian Village, we have the Lava Pool. Ouch. And the Polynesian East Pool, which is a relatively new one. Or mm-hmm. redone. Grand Floridian, we have the Beach Pool and the Courtyard Pool. So guys, what do you think as far as pools go? Oh, man, I can tell you what. All the places I've been to, as far as a pool, I remember distinctly. I'm at a pool. I want to be stress-free. Uh-huh. And <laughs> this this was, a, this was a, a while back. But I was having a real stressful job one of the times that we went out to Disney. And the pool that we were at for the poly 
Because mm-hmm. it's got like, you know, like the lava and everything like right there in the pool. I remember sitting down there having a drink with you guys and I got a phone call from my job asking me to, you know, to do something or, or something like that. I was like, hey, can't talk to you about that right <laughs> now. I'm sorry. <laughs> you could be fired. I'm s- Man, this is good right here. I mean, I remember being a very cool, calm state of mind. Like, you know, um, the Lapu Lapu's helped. Oh, it helped a lot. <laughs> and I still kept the job at least for another three months. But the point is, is that, you know, it, for me, it's it's about the look. Like, it wasn't just a pool, you know, like it was interactive. It was yeah. And then, like, I remember sitting there and, every, and, like, you know, family was jumping up and down, sliding through the thing. Like, hey, watch me slide with my head forward into the pool and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, just having a real good time. Um, yeah, that, that's my vote because... I didn't even care if I was going to be fired. That's that's a Corona commercial, ladies and gentlemen, of the Moeca Nation. Absolutely. And I'm going to concur with Eli on this one. The Polynesian, to me, the volcano pool, the lava pool, whatever you want to call it, it's a beautiful pool, nice water slide, mm. great drinks. It, you, you can look out over the Magic Kingdom yeah. as you're sitting there. Um, yeah, it, to me, it's a Polynesian all day. Yeah, I'm the same way. The, the atmosphere, nothing makes me want to have like a pina colada. And I love yeah. Disney pina coladas. And just being that atmosphere, it just reminds me of vacation, like yeah. Hawaii and all that kind of business. So I'm I'm taking it to the poly. The torches, the torch, yeah, the yeah. torches, the straws, everything. Yeah. And it was safe too. Like if you had if you had family members, let's like say that were in the pool while you're, because that you know I mean like that's kind of going beyond it. But mm-hmm. you know you can still observe everybody where they were. You know what I mean the way everything was constructed. Regardless of where they were, yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, know, everywhere else. You're like, you know, you're, you're standing somewhere yeah. else, and boom. I mean, you're like either by the volcano or you're not. Right. Yeah. Lee, what you think? Oh, we gotta go with the poly man. The other, all the pools are nice, but it's definitely the best themed. And, yeah. I mean, it's the coolest pool of all three. Awesome. So, so we're giving it to the poly. The poly. Yeah, that's the landslide right there. All right, guys. So the next category we have up is character dining. Yes. So we got three places in each of the resorts. The contemporary has, of course, the well-known Chef Mickey's. The Grand Floridian has, of course, the very nightly 1900 Park Fair. Mm-hmm. And the Polynesian Village also has something very well-known, Ohana. Mm-hmm. Best Friends Breakfast with Lilo and Stitch and all those people. Yeah? Yeah. So there you go, guys. What do you think as far as character dining? Again, a tough one. A tough Ooh. one. Very. Yeah. I think you take Chef Mickey's right out of this. I do. This yeah. is just me. I think you take Chef Mickey's right out of this because, you know. You're saying cross it out? Take it out? Cross it out because you can you can see Mickey and Goofy and all those guys. You can see them in the park. You can see them in so many different locations. Mm-hmm. That makes it between, for me, Polynesian and Grand Floridian. I'm going to go with Grand Floridian. And this is tough because I think Ohana has a great breakfast because they bring it right to your table. You just pick off of what they and they keep bringing you more of it. They also have like a little parade that they do for the kids that go around and they dance. Yeah, the guy plays the ukulele. Well, I think the key comes out at night, but at doing the what you call it the uh, the breakfast celebration, like they do a little parade. Mickey leads it. The kids join in, and it's Hawaiian roller coaster ride that they do, and it's really kind of cool. But um, again, you're dealing with Lilo and Stitch. Now, Stitch, you can kind of see in the in in you know um, Tomorrowland. Lilo, that's the only place you're gonna see Lilo. Right. Mm-hmm. But you go over 1900 Park Fair, you get to see Alice, you get to see the Mad Hatter, you get to see Mary Poppins. They have a better selection of 
of food. You're going to have more selection. You're going to have an omelet station where you can get your own omelet, custom made, however you want to do it. And you can do it at night. Yeah, that's so you could do breakfast and dinner. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to go with 1900 <sighs> Park Fair. I'm going to go with the Grand Floridian. Yeah, yeah, I'm giving it to 1900 Park Fair only just because of Mary Poppins. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, Mary Poppins is one of my favorite Disney characters. You know, so I got to give that to her. Isn't is Jasmine there at night? Maybe in the evening. Night. No, night? Not, not during the day, buddy. Not, yeah, not, not during no, no. the she day. Come out, yeah, she only comes out. At night. Tigger's at that one, right? Tigger, mm-hmm. yes. Tigger, yes. You were there. When yes. Tigger took yes. my dad's money. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that it, it. Yeah. I. I I was kind of like on the fence uh, as well, because um, yeah, I did it both. But yeah, the nineteen hundred Park Fair was better, and that actually was a better experience because I remember taking my daughter, and then you know she saw like you know um, like Cinderella, and then like you know Alice, and I remember each each of our uh, family members was like, oh, I want to see that character, yeah. and like the character eventually came around. You know, it was a big, big suited tables for everybody. Everybody had space and, you know, the characters were way um, more, uh, how do you say, expressive. Interactive. Yes. They're more talkative. Yeah. I mean, without talking. Right. Yeah. Mary Poppins talks. Mad Hatter talks. Alice talks. And I think the other thing was, was that uh, the photo opportunities were more Mm -hmm. present uh, or prevalent uh, at the 1900 Park Fair when... I had, I had a better, I enjoy, I enjoy, you know, having the eating championship, but I didn't do it for breakfast. I did it for dinner in Ohana. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I would say 1900 Park Fair. That was, that was good. That was a fun experience. All right, Lee? cool. Yeah. Lee, what do you uh, think? Again, I think you got a landslide here. I think 1900 Park Fair is the best of three. I will say this. Chef Mickey's I like because you can see all the characters at one shot. To me, that takes away having to wait in line for them in the parks. So I like that aspect. The bet, The food is better. The atmosphere is great. Uh, the space, I didn't even think about that until Eli said it, but, you know, the poly can be pretty, honest, can be pretty cramped, you know, and when it's when it's full. It's, it's yeah, tight in there. Pack them in, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And same thing with Chef Mickey's, man. I mean, when it gets crazy in there, mm-hmm. and it's it's it gets busy, man, so it's tight. You know, that there, it's more relaxing, too. So, yeah, I, I agree with everything y'all said, 1900 all the way. Awesome. All right, so next category we have up is the views from each of the resorts. Contemporary, Polynesian, and the Grand Flow. Mm. And their respective mm-hmm. locations in and around Bay Lake. Do we need to talk about this? It's a contemporary. Contemporary. We got to vote. Contemporary. Do we need to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> Where else can you, can you look right into the Magic Kingdom? It's a contemporary, right? Come on. What? Yeah, it's, that's well, hard that to beat. That makes sense, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely hard to beat. Polynesian has issues now because it has the bungalows and... You should yes. be able to just sit on the beach and just kind of watch yeah. at least the castle part. Grand Floridian is good if you were a golfer. Yeah. I, I give you that. It's well, just all grass. Second, for sure. Yeah, it's all. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's all grass, though. I'm like, I like the interior, but you go outside, like, hey, look, it's just a lot of grass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're talking uh, about scenery and, and views, like, you're not looking inside because inside is theming and atmosphere. Right. Yeah. No, no. Ambiance, so, whatever. Views of the of the park. No, yeah. that's what. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Views yeah. of the park no, no, specifically. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say views of the park. I would just say what there is to look at. Right. I was going to say, like, no. the Grand Floridian does not have that. If I was a golfer, I'd be like, oh, cool. Look at all this green. I can, you know, well, do yeah, the park. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I see what you mean. That's yeah. all I'm saying there. Um, yeah, all right. Yeah, I hear that. You get to see Disney World. I mean, that's why you there. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's part of the joy of it is that you're bo- you're, you're 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 booking to go ahead and stay in a in a in a, in a resort where that overlooks the the park. But you gotta be like on that side of the of the hotel. That is true. Yeah. That is true, but I mean the same thing. That's true for all the. That's true for all the hotels. Well, yes, thank absolutely. you, Lee. But it's probably the highest hotel in out of those three, yeah. Mm-hmm. So even if you're on the other side, I mean, it's not you got a the bad, best yeah. shot at yeah. the contemporary. What's if going you see on? the contemporary, you got the best shot at seeing. Yeah, it. you still see the fireworks. Yeah, mm-hmm. even the non-Magic Kingdom view is not bad. Right. You know, you get to see the rest of the property. You could probably see the fireworks of Epcot far mm-hmm. in the distance, so it's not too bad. I'm with that. Yeah. Now the views of the resort itself. You you still have the Mary Blair murals like you pointed out. You still have the the monorail running through the A frame. Yeah. I mean, those are good views as well. I mean, those are things that are again standard to me for a Disney vacation. Grand Florine, excellent views as well. It's just that you know that just doesn't quite have um, that typical Disney right. feel that you get from staying. No, but you, you see cooler stuff. You see cooler stuff in a contemporary than you would at Grand Florine for sure. Sure. I yeah, go with yeah, that. Absolutely. So, all right, I would so go with contemporary. Uh, I'm going with contemporary. Yeah, with that one. I think that's a landslide. Yeah, okay. that's a landslide. Contemporary right. wins on the views. And the next category we have is proximity to the Magic Kingdom. It's got to be contemporary. I don't know about that. I don't can walk to the Magic Kingdom. How yeah, much that's my reasoning. I can I can walk from the contemporary. Yeah, but the. If you step on the monorail from the Grand Floridian, it's the very next stop. But when you have to get back, it's the very last stop. Unless oh. you take the boat. Unless you take you the boat. You can take a you boat and go, go yeah. directly over to there. So, I mean, as far as proximity to the Magic Kingdom goes, I mean, walking <laughs> walking's nice at the beginning of the trip. Not at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the second to third to fourth. I mean, I don't want to walk as much. So having that little, I don't mind sitting for an extra 30 minutes prior to I get to my resort and then I have to walk to my room. Yeah. So as far as proximity to the Magic Kingdom goes, I might take that one little monorail stop over. <laughs> To the Magic Kingdom. Nah, I'm sticking with contemporary. I understand I'll take the that. walk. I'll take the walk. That. I'll take a train over a walk any day. Yeah. <laughs> I will gladly sit down and talk to anybody about, hey, what do you think? And I've done that. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Grand Floridian. I'm going to go with the next stop monorail straight over to the Magic Kingdom. You, you get to sit on the way back over. Yes, it's a little bit of a, uh, you, you have to wait over. But, I mean, again, who's walking to the contemporary on their way back? I mean, you, you're taking that well, one I'm not. step I'm over. I'm taking the first stop from the exactly. monorail. So, I'm so walking this, from the contemporary to get there in the morning. This is just reversing the this logic. This is just reversing the logic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so, that's why I'm sticking with the contemporary. It's yeah. personal preference. Yeah. I'm going to take, get me in the parks fast. I don't care how long it takes me to get back afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Especially so, if you want a lot of stuff or you're carrying a lot of stuff or you bought a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, put me on the train, buddy. Put me on the train. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lee? I think that's tied. You got two for contemporary and two for the grand. Two for contemporary, yeah, two for the two grand. Two, yeah. Wow. So we're going to have to do 0.5 on proximity. Half and half. Yeah, okay. That works. Yeah. Got All it. right. The last category we have is theming and ambiance. Theming of ambiance of each of the resorts. Just so like the overall like the, experience. Yes, the overall yeah. atmosphere, ambiance, the whole theming of the resorts, the look, everything. And right. each three has their own distinct That's looks. tough, Kevin. Did it. Well, I think you take the contemporary right out of this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So this yeah. is between the, the Polynesian. The Poly and the Grand Floridian. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I mean, And I've already told you my view. I've, I'm a little... Um, I'd lean towards the poly for sure. Uh, I like the grand; it's beautiful, but it's a little, 
a little too high class for me. Mm. <laughs> you know. Oh, lovey. Just saying. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on the fence on that one because, um, like you said, they renovated it though. They have so, renovated the, the, the poly. The poly, the poly yes. yeah. The lobby, the the outside, still more or less the same kind of <sighs> atmospherish. I like. I mean, okay. Here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Grand Floridian is not like anything I've seen before. True. In real yeah. life. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I can say okay. I've walked somewhere where it was kind of like a log cabin, or I've I've been somewhere where it was like you know um, straw hut. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I mean, don't you don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, sometimes you got about vis- the architecture. Of the yeah, yeah, like okay. you're, you're you're talking about the the look. Good I mean, look, yeah. it's not like they all are bad, but the Grand Floridian, you know, is is is, is something where like you go in there and you are like, yeah, you know, like this is. This 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 here is yeah. about that. Um, so I I would go with the Grand Floridian. That's and you can still sit down and chill out. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, mm. That's 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 me. But that's a tough. It's tough. That's man. very tough. I'm kind of torn. You know, I like tiki torches. I do like tiki torches. Yeah, <laughs> those are cool. I like the straw huts, the sand, the uh, I, I, the water, the but then palm the, trees. The but Grand Floridian has beach. Yeah, and, and it's a very clean look. I'm torn with this one too. This is yeah. I like them both. I like uh, the yeah. cleanliness, the clean look, the lines of the Grand Floridian, but I, I love the rustic Polynesian flair of the Polynesian. It's just like know? something. It's, like, yeah. it's it, personal it preference me, yeah. at this point. It, yeah. takes me. it really is. I'm gonna go with the Grand Floridian. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up with Eli just from the standpoint of. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy the elegance, man. Yeah. I enjoy. Um, I, I I believe. Look, I get that the, the the theming of the Polynesian with that rustic look with the tiki torches it does kind of create this an environment. But I don't exactly feel like I'm in an island paradise when I'm there. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I'm not sold on that. It's themed, but it's not enveloping uh, of, of the theme, if that makes any sense whatsoever. So I'm going to go with the Grand Floridian. Yeah, I, I think I'm leaning to the poly. Because okay. I guess the last thing I could think of to help me separate is that I don't mind being sloshed drunk at the poly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like I'd be all right there. Uh-huh. But I'd feel kind of invasive if I was doing the same thing at the Grand Floridian. You're like Lee. You don't feel like you're worthy. Well, the- it's not yeah. worthy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I have no problem. <laughs> if I was going to be drunk off my I'd probably feel more comfortable at the poly than I would at the. See, but you, you should know, want if you're going to be drunk, you should be glad to be at the Grand Floridian because there's enough space there that you could just chill out and you could co- you know you could blend in. I mean, if I'm good, I could blend in there. And I've been in there, you know, drunk. I'm I'm never I'm never gone in and done backflips or you know try to sing show tunes with the piano. But you know, in other words, I'd be like, I'm good. You know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm sitting there. You know, oh, I, could, I could blend in pretty good at the poly. <laughs> yeah, you know, Kevin would blend in pretty yeah. good at the poly. I yeah. will say that. I could hide in those little tiki huts, man. Yeah. But at the same time, really, yeah. you want to be drunk at a place that you're like, very good, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drunk. Uh, hey, where the truffles at? Like, I love you. Yes, yeah. I love you. <laughs> very good, sir. Do you need a taxi <laughs> to your room, sir? Thank you, very yeah, Jeeves, what's going on? You looking slick, man. You yeah, looking lovey. slick. Buddy. Where's the howls? <laughs> Where's he going to Polynesia? Like, I'm drunk. Shaka, cousin. That's right. <laughs> Let me buy you another one. All right. Uh, so, okay. So, you're, you're with yeah, the Poly. Poly. Lee, yeah. you're with the Poly as well, right? Yep. 
Okay, so there's po- another point five this for is each. A point five and a point five. All right, so I think that's pretty much all the categories that we have out there. I wanted to kind of look at transportation, but the more we looked into it, the bus lines changed so much, and and it's all kind of equidistant. Whereas Grand Floridian and Contemporary share Wilderness Lodge gets in there and kind of shares with the. Um, Floridian or the contemporary, depending upon how the bus lines work. So the, the, the bus lines are all kind of equidistant. They each have at least one to two stops. Um, so we kind of phased out transportation. All right. So we got all the categories that we could think of that would work, uh, save for a couple. But, you know, um, these are the general things that we think will maybe find our quest for the best, give us our answer. So... Did you did you tally up the points there, Danny? I did. I, I tallied up the points, and, and the winner is easily the Grand Floridian. The Grand Floridian, cool. Yes, by one, two, three, four points. Polynesian came in at two point five, and the Contemporary came in at two point five. Yes, yeah. So, so tie, tie for a second. Yeah, they tied there's, for. There's second. no losers in this game, though. There really isn't. Nope. Uh, but it, it does go to illustrate. I mean, look, all this stuff is a matter of personal taste, but. The Grand Floridian is the best. <laughs> right? Yeah, so what do you guys think, man? Let us know what you think is maybe the, your, your best of those three. And uh, who knows? We'll probably recur this a segment later, and we'll do maybe like the Epcot Resorts, you know, the best of the, the quest for the best there. Or yes. The, 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 the downtown Disney Resorts, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. You know, there's all kind of criteria we can get. Sure. All-star uh, resorts. Yeah, the best of the all-star resorts, you know. So expect us to come down somewhere in the pipe again in the future, and uh, let us know what you think about the segment. MagicRoway at gmail.com. All right, guys, here we are at the end of the show, and it's time to wrap things up. You know, first things first, www.magicourway.com is the best place to find everything related to the Magic Our Way podcast. There you can find ways to contact us. You can find all our social media links, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram. Uh, there you can also find where you can download the show, so you can get it right there on the website, or you can get our Libsyn RSS feed or our iTunes feed, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, different ways that you can contact us, man. I've said that already. MagicRoway at gmail.com. That is one of the best ways you can do that. We also have a speak pipe. If you go to the right hand, our website again, right hand side of the page, click on it once, record it, click on it again, and it sends it right to us. That's all you have to do. And if you're not down with that, man, if you feel like texting or you just feel like calling the Magic Roway podcast, call us at our number 1815-MO-WEEKEND. That is 1815 my weekend six six nine four two two six guys and you, you can leave a voicemail or you can shoot us a text man either way it works and it will get to us so as always you know i want to thank the two uh, co-hosts that we have on the show uh eli how are you doing sir won't you tell the uh, disney fan universe what you're up to Oh, but uh, besides being a retired host, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, pretty much, you know, again, you know, the glory of the story, Project Asia, graphic novel, fully color. If you want to see it digitally, you go to www.peepgamecomics. That's comics with an M-I-X dot com. You can search it. It's there. You can view it. Two bucks. No problem. Um, Up in the website. Um, and also trying to work on some new stuff uh, just to kind of, you know, keep the artistic creation going. If you want to see other work uh, that I've done, um, go to www.ivorycomics.com. Awesome. And, Lee, you're a travel agent, man. Why don't you tell the Moeka Nation or the Disney Fan Universe 
where they can find you and what you're up to. Uh, easiest way to reach me is to email me at lee at magicrway.com. Uh, you can call me directly at 832-570-5490. Check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash lastovica travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. Uh, the new spring discount is out. So now is the time to book those spring vacations. Give me a call, email, smoke signal, whatever you want to do. Booked up and booked up. Uh, also keep in mind that every booking, a percentage of uh, proceeds go to Girl Power to Cure. Awesome. You know, I never say this in the show, but Dan, do you have anything that you want to promote to the Disney fan universe? I don't, I don't have anything either because I usually just use the website. But Listen to us, the Magic Our Way podcast, man. Uh, yeah, there that, you go. That's about it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm the same way. I have nothing to promote. Like no, I, I, look, th- this is what we promote. I mean, yes. we, we want to get the word out there about the show so that way as many people who enjoy listening to a show like this can listen to it. Yeah, well, you got your, your art, your, your, your shirts. Yeah, I mean, you know, you guys. We do, but Kevin does a great job of promoting that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's you know, no reason to go ahead and pimp all that all over again. Kevin yeah. does that just well, and if, if you it, go on our website, you'll find it. So, I mean, yeah. you know, personally, what do I want to pimp? Um, I got a great daughter. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, yeah, I got you a great do. Family, um, you know, like my like my life. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there you go. Yep, same way. I'm the exact same way. Good luck with y'all fantasy football teams, too, by the way. Oh, uh, that's a whole other topic. For yeah, you know, I, we were, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, guys, I uh, want to support the show. If you do enjoy the show, man, leave us a rating and review in iTunes. Uh, every little reading review, it definitely helps us, keeps us, ev- keeps us on everybody's radar when they're looking for Disney podcasts to check out and lets everybody know what we're all about. Also, too, if you want to support the show, guys, if you go to our website, Amazon link, there's one there. Use it and go shopping. Very easy to do. All you got to do is click. Other uh, thing, man, to support the show, buy a T-shirt, man. You go to our website. You can go click the word shop in our menu, and it'll take you right to our store, uh, spread shirt store. We can find all different designs of shirts and whatever else, coasters, bags, whatever you name it. If you can't find what you're looking for, man, let me know. Shoot us an email, and I'll make it for you, dude. We'll make <laughs> that happen. So oh, I, hack, I can do that through the power of the service that I use through Spreadshirt.com. So anyway, guys, thank you so much, man. We appreciate you listening to our show. We know you have a lot of choices to listen to Disney podcasts, and we're glad we're just but one of your choices, and you come back to us every single week. We definitely do appreciate it, sincerely. And we do love to hear from you guys, so please don't be afraid to send us a message, man. Uh, just, you know, be just be genuine. Just be real. Be yourself. You know, say what you want to say. We're not going to hold anything back. We're not going to edit or paraphrase or anything else. Uh, everything that comes in, we're going to read on the air, man. That's one thing that I want to definitely promise to you, the listener, because, you know, there's a couple of times I've written in the shows, I've never heard my stuff being read. So You're right about that. Yeah, so that's why I wanted You're to start right the show, because I had a voice. I had something to say. Mm-hmm. And if ain't nobody else going to do it, I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it gets done, yes. buddy. That's how it gets done. So on that note, guys, my name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. <laughs>